بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد رسول الکریم الحمد للہ جنائٹ از دا ففتھ آف فیبروری ان دا ایئر ٹو تھاؤزنڈ that we're going through the exalted and dear life of the illustrious companion, Sayyidina Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu. And I've reached the point where I'm now mentioning his name during the Khalifat of Sayyidina Uthman and Ali radiyallahu. And just to reiterate his most important clarification when he said that they, I, the deviant say, the love of Uthman and Ali radiyallahu cannot merge in the heart of the believer, their life. Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has merged the love of them both in our hearts. All praise and gratitude are for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is a sahih report recorded by Hafiz al-Ajuri in his Ash-Shari'a 5-2312 and other references. So he beautifully and simply elucidated upon where the truth lies during the times of tribulation. And it lies with your love for both Uthman and Ali. You cannot separate them. Otherwise, you end up with deviancy. And of course, the Ahlul Sunnah are the ones who love them both. Due to the spread of the fitna and misguidance, the aged Amir al-Mu'mineen Sayyidina Uthman was ultimately, tragically and most brutally martyred. And thereupon Sayyidina Ali radiyallahu was ushered into the high post. Sayyidina Anas was now around the age of 46 years. So Uthman, long narrative, due to the fitna acceleration and due to the prophecy of the Prophet he was to end his life with martyrdom. And he was tragically martyred, i.e. in his own dwelling in the holy city of the Prophet Anas now was around the age of 46 years. Thereupon Sayyidina Ali took up the mantle. The whole of his khilafat was then mired with civil wars, all centered around how to deal with those who had brutally martyred the late Khalif Sayyidina Uthman. Sayyidina Anas during that critical and most troubled time, Thereupon joined the vast majority of the blessed companions who remained aloof from the fitna. <laughs> Abdullah ibn Ahmad, rahmatullah he relates from his father, Imam Ahmad, rahmatullah who relates from Ismail ibn Ali, rahmatullah who relates from Ayyub al-Sakhtiyani, rahmatullah who relates from Muhammad ibn Sirin, rahmatullah When the fitna arose, The glorious companions, radiyallahu ta'ala anhum, numbered in their tens of thousands. Yet less than a mere hundred got involved. Indeed, their number was barely 30. So this is recorded in Imam Ahmad in his Musnad with a sahih chain of transmission. Abdul Razak in his Al-Musannaf Al-Bidaya. Hafiz ibn Taymiyyah rahmatullahi in his Minhaj al-Sunnah 6-239 states, this chain is one of the soundest chains on the face of the earth. And Muhammad ibn Sirin, is one of the most pious people in his speech 
and his reports are amongst the soundest reports. So let's look at this. So the reason I gave the chain was because of Ibn Taymiyyah's statement, because this is chain is one of the soundest chains on earth. Why? Because they are all well-known personalities from the Salaf. Imam Ahmad son, Imam Ahmad, Ismail ibn Aliyah, Ayyub al-Sakhdiyani, and Muhammad ibn Sirin. And like I mentioned, we mentioned a bit about Muhammad ibn Sirin. He was a famous student of Anas, the dream interpreter, the one who was honored to wash the body of Anas. And what did Ibn Taymiyyah say? He goes, Muhammad ibn Sirin is one of the most pious people in his speech and his reports are amongst the soundest. So this is a flawless report. So what did he say? He goes, the fitna erupted. The companions were still in their tens of thousands. Yet, less than a hundred got involved. Their number was barely 30. So now why is this shocking? Because there's so much rubbish in history, which are just blatant errors. So you'll get historical reports, tens of thousands of Sahaba were martyred. Well, how is that possible? When barely, if you're going to push it, a hundred who got involved. So note, there's lots of lies and errors and obviously deviants who lie about the companions of the Prophet. So why did Muhammad ibn Sidin mention that? Because he was telling you most of them 99% plus kept out of the fitna. Subhanallah, it is surprising how this most important fact is rarely mentioned, showing just how God feared these most noble souls were. So, Hazrat Ali was on one side, Amir al Mu'minin, Hazrat Muawiyah was on the other side, Allah. and then of course there was the battle of the Kamal, in which Aisha Allah, ended up leading the force with Zubair and Talhag tragically getting martyred. So there's four personalities. According to Muhammad ibn Sirin, there's not many more who got involved. Yes, there were Muslims who got involved in their tens of thousands, but not many companions. Anas radiyallahu was amongst the 99 plus percent who didn't get involved. And like I mentioned, he moved to Basra. And Basra was a relatively safe place from the fitna. After a most troubled reign of a little under five years, the Amir al-Mu'mineen Sayyidina Ali was thereupon also tragically martyred by one of the accursed Kharijites. So now, what's interesting, Uthman and Ali they were both honored to be martyred by the Khawarij. So why do I say that they were honored? Because there to be killed by the Khawarij in Sayyid Muslim, the Prophet said, the best of you will kill them. And the best of you are those whom they kill. So, Ali, he killed them, making him the best, and he was killed by one of them. So this is an honor for them. So both of them ultimately were martyred by these, and the, the Prophet described them as the dogs of the hell, the, dog, the dogs of the fire. In Ibn Majah, Sayyid Hadith, the companions split into three groups. 99 plus percent kept out. But what's amazing is they weren't the most correct of the groups. All of them were upon guidance. All of the companions. But some were upon more guidance than others. Amir al-Mu'mineen, Sayyidina Ali was upon the, the ultimate guidance and his force. Then there's a discrepancy. 
who was the next most guided? Was it the ones who kept out of the fitna? Or was it those who joined Sayyidina Muawiyah's side? Whatever the case, they were all upon guidance. And where's the proof? It's not just a statement that the scholars have deduced. In Sayyid Muslim, the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned the fitna. He goes, the Muslims will be at war. Then a group will split off. And the group most closest to the truth will defeat them. So the Prophet mentioned the Muslims will be at war, i.e. amongst the companions, the battle of the camel, the battle of Sifid. But then he said, there will be a group that will break off. And this is where the word Khawarish comes, the Khadijites, those who separate. Then what did the Prophet say? The one who's closest to the truth of the first two groups will defeat them. So what? how did the Prophet describe the two groups who are opposing each other? They're upon truth. But one is upon more truth than the other. So it's important to remember these reports, not to you know yawn and groan and you know think of something else, because this is explaining what's happening in the fitna. So Muawiyah's sight was upon the truth, both less so than Adis. The Khawarij were not upon the truth because the Prophet separated them. When Ali was martyred, the Muslims, they decided to elect his son, the venerable grandson of our beloved messenger, Sayyidina Hassan, to the reins of power. So now what's strange? Hassan Radiyallahu was not very old. He was barely in his late 30s when he became the Amir al-Mu'mini. Why did they appoint him the Amir al-Mu'mini? Because they thought he was best suited for authority. However, there were senior companions of a higher status. There was Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas, but he kept out of the fitna. He didn't want to get involved. So Hassan took over the charge of the Khilafat. Sayyidina Anas had now reached the halfway point of his venerable life, the age of around 50 years. Thereafter, during a short six-month rule, Sayyidina Hassan thereupon abdicated and the authority passed on into the capable hands of Sayyidina Muawiyah and upon this, the glorious era of the Khilaf al-Rashidin came to an end. So now, why did Hassan even bother to take the Khilafat when he gave it up so quick? So the response to this is, there was a prophecy of the Prophet which needed to be fulfilled. Indeed, the fateful 40th year of the Hijrah was the year in which the Khilafat in the manner of prophethood would inevitably terminate. So yet again, another miraculous statement of the Prophet So what did he say? Sayyidina Safina, he relates that our beloved messenger said, Al-Khilafatu fi ummati thalathuna sana, thumma mulkan ba'da dhalik. The Khalifat, i.e. in the manner of Nabuwat, will last in my ummat for 30 years. Thereafter, there will be kingship. So stop in the report. So if you look at the wording of the report, the Prophet didn't say Khilaf al-Rashidin. He said, Al-Khilafatu fi ummati thalathuna thana. So if you translate it literally, he said the Khalifat will last 30 years in my ummat. So that in itself 
is indicating he's not talking about the Khilafat. Because the Khilafat lasted till 1920 or thereabouts. So why did he specify 30 years? Because he's specifying a special part of the Khilafat. So the scholars unanimously say he's talking about the Khilafat Rashidin. Then he clarified, Thereafter there will be kingship. Now, what's interesting? It's the Khilafat. So why did the Prophet call it kingship? Because it's not at the highest levels of piety, the ultimate level. Safina, he added, the narrator, radiyallahu, count the Khilafat of Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, and Ali, radiyallahu ta'ala, you will find the total to be 30 years. So where is this recorded? In Nasai, in his Fada'il al-Sahaba, number 52, Abu Dawood, number 4,464-7, Tirmadhi, number 2,233, Hassan, Ahmad in his Musnad, number 21,978, or 5-2208-1, and Fada'il al-Sahaba, number 789-90, Tabarani in his Kabir, number 6,442, Abu Dawood at tayalasi number 1,107, Behaki in his Dila'il al-Nubu'a, 6-34, Hakim in his Mustadrak, 3-71, Sahih, Zahabi Sahih ibn Hiban number 1534 to 5 Sahih ibn Abi Asim in his As-Sunnah 2-562 and others so it's a flawless report Shaykh Al-Bani Rahmatullah he commented in his As-Sahiha number 459 he states the chain of narration is Hassan but it has supporting witnesses that raise it to the level of Sahih Ligayn due to this many scholars such as Imam Ahmad Imam Tirmadi Ibn Jarir, Ibn Abi Asim, Imam Hakim, Ibn Taymiyyah, Al-Zahabi, and Ibn Hajar Asqalani, Rahimahumullah, have also strengthened and authenticated it. So whatever scholarship you look at this report, it's an absolutely flawless report. So nobody can question the authority. So what did the Prophet Wasallam say? Khilafat will last 30 years. Then there's going to be kingship. The narrator who heard it from the Prophet Wasallam, he goes, count. So if you count Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, and Ali's Khalifat, that's 29 and a half years. So there seems to be an error. So the response is there's no error. Because the son is from the father, who was the fifth caliph, Hassan. So when he stopped at Ali, he was at, he was meaning Hassan's Khilafat as well, because that's his son. Therefore, it completes 30 years. And who said that? Hafiz ibn Kathir said in Al-Bidayah 8-16, the 30 years were completed with the Khalifat of Hassan ibn Ali as he gave up the Khilafat to Sayyidina Muawiyah in Rabbi al-Awwal 41 AH. Those completing exactly 30 years from the passing of Rasulullah for he passed away in Rabbi al-Awwal 11 AH. This is indeed one of the glaring signs of prophethood, said Ibn Kathir. Subhanallah. So look how interesting. It's not even rounded off. If somebody says to you, when did the Prophet pass away? Which of the days, according to Ibn Kathir, 11. Sorry. Yes. When in Rabbi Al-Awwal, the Prophet, the Prophet passed away, what happened exactly 30 years after the passing of the Prophet in Rabbi Al-Awwal. He goes, Hassan abdicated. So what happened? Khilaf al-Rashidin has finished. 
So this Ibn Kathir said is a glaring sign of Nabuhat. Because he, this is nothing small, because it's something amazing the Prophet mentioned. So that's why he abdicated. People say, why did Hassan abdicate? Because they know that Sharia better than us. He knew he had six months. And when the six month mark came, Khalas, Khilafur Rashidin has finished. How did the Prophet describe the rule thereafter? He was Mulk, Mulkan. Kingship. So when people say, was Hazrat Muawiyah the first king of Islam? He goes, yes. But he didn't call himself a king. Rasulullah called him. Then he goes, when did the Prophet call him that? And he quote the same hadith. Therefore, Hazrat Muawiyah said, I am the first king of Islam. Because he was echoing what the Prophet said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But then he says, well, then you will realize what a true king is only after I leave the world. Meaning, I've come after the brilliant sons. Who can compare to them? But he goes, but later on you will look back at my rule and you will wish that there was a king like me. <laughs> but of course, he was a real mu'minin, the leader of the believers. Thus inevitably came to pass the prophecy of our beloved Messenger with regards to Hassan, his grandson which he had uttered three decades earlier in Sayyid Bukhari, number 2704, 3,726, I saw Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on the pulpit and Al-Hasan ibn Ali radiyallahu his beloved grandson was by his side. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was looking once at the people and once at his grandson. He suddenly said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam this son of mine is Sayyid and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make peace between two large group of Muslims through him. So now where is this recorded? Sayyid Bukhari in four places, maybe others. Nasai, authentic, flawless report. So the prophets of the pulpit, how old was Hassan radiyallahu when Rasulullah passed away? Anybody know? Seven or eight. Seven or eight, right? He was seven or eight. So at the time, hazard a guess, maybe six, seven years old. So obviously he's still a child. The pulpit of the Prophet is three or four steps. He's got his son next to him. Why was the Prophet looking at the Sahaba and then looking at his son? Look at the significance of that. He was wondering why are they going to go to conflict? Because my students are going to go to conflict with my son. Then he said something which is again seeing, you know, he's guided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He goes, this son of mine is Sayyid. Now why did he say that? Because Sayyid means so many things. It means noble. It means chief. It means leader. So what was the Prophet hinting to? Even if he gives up the Khilafat, he's still a chief. I'm telling you. He's still a leader. Then what did he say? Sallallahu alayhi wa May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make peace between two large group of Muslims through him. 
So what did the Prophet call Muawiyah's side? Fruit cakes? You know, think about that. People say, no, 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 it's a along with them. It's a along with you, man. Rasulullah said, Muslims. He goes, my son's going to bring peace between two large Muslim forces. Now think about it. Were they small forces? No. Mountains on both sides. And Hassan brought peace. Now what's interesting, was Muawiyah in the gathering? <laughs> you know, Bole Bali, don't even think about the hadith, just narrate it, right? You can bet your bomb dollar. The Prophet was probably looking at him. Because the hadith says that. He looked at the people. Who was he looking for? Then looked at his son. As if it was being played out. But the Prophet did not speak ill of Muawiyah. Not once. And Imam Ahmad highlighted that. He goes, he knew all of the fitna. And if you don't understand that, you haven't studied the deed. The Prophet knew every fitna that will erupt. And did he ever speak ill of the Sahab? Never. So what's that telling you? If you, with your pathetic research, find a fault with the Sahaba, you know better than the Prophet. So Imam Ahmad goes, don't dare find fault with them. Because the Prophet never spoke anything but good about them. And again, note, precise prophecies. You know when they say, well, prophecies did Nostradamus. Not bothered, brother. Not bothered about Nostradamus. You want precise prophecies? Here's two. Khilafat, 30 years to the day it will finish. It happened. And who was instrumental? The Prophet pointed him out. My son, Hassan. But if he passed away before that, nobody asked him to tell him about who's going to bring peace. And how did he know about this civil war? Because the Prophet was the messenger of Allah. And note, this narration causes great dismay to the deviants because they can't explain it. Because the Prophet was speaking good, I, about all of the his noble students. And just to wrap up, Sayyidina Anas, like I mentioned, he was exactly 50 years old. So that's another milestone. So when Hassan abdicated, he was exactly 50. He went on to live roughly 100 years. So it was a turning point, also a milestone for Anas. As if Allah was telling him, the best of your life is now finished. You've gone to the peak. Now you're on the second stage. So now you look at the second stage of Anas during the era of the Umayyad kingship. And notice, he had to live through it. But he had kept out of the fitna, following the majority of the companions of the Prophet And I should have highlighted to finish. This also proves that the majority are not always more correct. Why? Because the 99% of the companions, they were not the most correct. The most correct understanding was Ali radiallahu and that's why Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu he grieved. He goes, I don't grieve over anything, over except one, that I should have joined Ali. I should not have kept out. So he grieved, why? Because that was the most correct stance. But they were all correct because they were trained by the most exalted teacher. So all I mentioned today was basically going through the fitna at a very rapid pace hopefully highlighting some of the key points so that we don't stray in the matter. And some of the mighty prophecies of the Prophet some unbelievable statements he was making, or rather believable, but unbelievable in the sense of no human without revelation could have uttered those statements. 
and everything came true to the exact letter. Subhanallah. Are there any questions? Subhanallah <laughs> <laughs>